0: Talk Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to FixTheNation.com. I'm John Jensen with you one more time. Um, today, words versus actions. Talk versus uh, walk in the walk. There are a lot of sayings that people use Talks cheap, actions speak louder than words, etc. Probably more true today than it's ever been. And we're going to bounce around some topics, but there's a recurring theme that I think needs to be completely pointed out. Because it's a critical distinction in this election of 2016. Critical distinction. Okay. Okay. We're going to use Turkey, the country of, as an easy example. Let's start there. Turkey borders the Middle East and is a critical staging ground for any actions we currently have or will have in that area. It's a base of operations. If you lose that foothold, We are weaker when we need to be stronger, point one. Two, Turkey had a recent, I will say, attempted coup. Military tried to overtake Erdogan, and President Erdogan was able to keep power and has since gone on, I will call it a little bit of an extremist tint to a quote-unquote re order. Do I think there's a political gain inside that? Yes, I do. Skip that for a minute because that's in their nation, not ours, so we don't really care. What we do care is the overall toner direction that President Erdogan decides to take Turkey. Three, Erdogan recently went to Russia and met with, now no one knows what was discussed no one knows what is the potential there but in very much the foreign policy under President Obama slash Hillary Clinton slash John Kerry the disarray that they've created historically in the Arab Spring and the uprisings and the upheavals of entrenched regimes that, quote-unquote, they didn't think were good for America, we have a bunch of countries that have just been in chaos ever since. Nobody in this current administration, Obama or Hillary, has addressed that, Nobody, Obama or Hillary, has dealt with it in a real way. You can't put a Band-Aid on a building that's on fire. It doesn't fit. It's the wrong remedy. But it all comes down to talk versus action. I will use a different word for the word talk. I'm going to call it agenda. I don't think they have any interest in dealing with these places because to them, it's not a big deal. They're globalizers. They want these places to express themselves. Now, I didn't say they're for terrorism. I didn't say that. They want to have a hand in this nation-building cookie jar process. They believe in it. It works for them. Here's the problem. If you truly believe in national security for the U.S., if you truly believe that in your core, you have to make some distinctions. What is good for the U S things like strong borders things like vetting come to mind. <clears throat> they want nothing to do with that. They want open borders and they want to bring in people without vetting that puts you and me blatantly at risk. That's an agenda that's going to cost American lives. If you truly want to check that box, On your agenda line item, you're going to put Americans in harm way. It's a matter of time and opportunity for some radical to flip a switch and kill on American soil. And when that happens, that blood will in fact be on Obama and Hillary Clinton's hands if we allow that to happen. Go past that for a minute. What also happens with national security? You need partners on this planet, allies. You need people who want to go fight your fight. Okay, so let's deal with the Middle East just for a little bit. Do you believe, A, that outsiders and infidels can solve the Middle East issues with regard to Islam, Muslim, etc.? Or do you believe it probably is best served to solve it from within? Take your time. My guess is every person on the planet would think solve from within is the better of those options. Let's define within. You have some countries who blatantly engage, harbor, fester, encourage terrorist activity. They literally fund it. You have places that that stability, you can't spell the word stability in their country because they just don't have a handle on what they're doing. You have nations that aren't nearly, I'm not going to use the word civilized because that speaks to a people, but, but developed enough to handle moving out of the world they are into a place where decorum and dialogue and diplomacy can, can stand and be recognized. So what do you have left? You have the biggest organization in chaos thriving up to, I want to say, 16 different countries on the globe now, ISIS, ISIL. problem with that is there isn't any organization within that community to push back in any way because they're all in disarray and the more fractured they are the more fractured they stay the longer it festers and the bigger it becomes because you can't beat them what do you do you join them If you can't be part of a different solution, you join the current regime. Because if you're not going to live with them, you're probably going to be attacked by them. Illogical ends is what happens when chaos is the norm and insanity prevails. So how do you fix that? Let's go back to Turkey, for example. Turkey is a fairly developed country. Egypt was, is a fairly developed country. Jordan is a fairly developed country. These are not places you have to go teach and educate on how to be civilized. These are good people in countries in harm's way. These are people who want to be part of the solution. They all have leaders that would want to be coalesced. They would want to be supported. They would want to be brought together and supported in fighting what we all understand is bad for the planet. Okay. That being said, who is going to step up and get them together and rally the troops? Because once again... Talk versus action. The complete vacuum of leadership that we have in Washington, D.C., and this administration specifically, is just outrageous. At no point do they have any interest in developing a coalition and solving from within. They want their hand in the cookie jar. They want a nation built. They want a place at the table. Here's the sad part. We, at the table, actually become part of the problem. I'm not saying step away and let them fend for themselves. I didn't say that. But you have to get other countries involved. But here's the problem. Even if Jordan and Egypt wanted to participate with Turkey right now, Turkey's a wild card, and there's nobody that's paying attention to it. What would you like to do? Lose that as a staging ground? Lose that as ISIS attacks it? You don't even support it. You didn't speak out in outrage because your vacation is that important. Hillary speaks nothing about it because she just wants to take the weekend off. They don't want to pay attention to it. They don't want to speak out because it's against their agenda. Everything that Donald Trump has done... Speaks to national security, speaks to not nation building, speaks to a strong foreign policy. Talk, action. Do what you say. What's the saying? Say what you mean and do what you say? That just doesn't apply to the current administration slash Hillary Clinton. Just doesn't apply. How can you go and broker peace? With the countries that send you money to the Clinton Foundation. How is that even possible? You know what that money is? Stay out of our business. Facilitator money. It's sad, it's disgusting. We have business rules that prohibit any corporation from going abroad and paying off people in other countries, it's illegal. Can't do it. Even if it's the way that biz- that that country does business, you got to grease the wheel, right? Get things done. It's an illegal act based on U.S. law. I have no idea why that law isn't being applied to the Clinton Foundation. How can you take money from overseas to facilitate their business? Is that law a two-way street so they can pay us off, but we can't pay them off? That's stunningly disgusting. And make bank on this. Let's just be clear what a foundation actually is. A foundation is a tax haven. The reason you have a foundation is because it gets tax breaks. The fact you spend out 3 to 10% of your money toward the charity is a token pittance. The bulk of those billions stays in your pocket. And that should disgust every man, woman, child in America, that a former president of the United States and a former secretary of state and a current candidate for president is attached to such a disgusting piece of of tax haven construction. On that note, by the way, I'm not going to get into tax wonkiness, but isn't it hysterical that she wants to raise the estate tax while her very New York estate is owned by two trusts? Which protects her, protect her from the very trusts, uh, very tax that she wants to raise. See, this is the hypocrisy that we deal with with the current, call it the establishments. They talk a good game, but they don't want it applied to them. They want a different set of rules. Let's pass Obamacare, but we'll give the unions, you know, an exemption on their Cadillac plans. Let's take money from overseas, and we'll give them special access. Let's go ahead and you know, take money from lobbyists, but, but then we'll you know, give them special you know, deals in each bill, which you know, is important to them. See, that's the problem, because all of those special considerations take away from the equality piece of what should be happening here in America. And that's why we're all, left and right, both incredibly ready for change talk is cheap go get it done turkey right now is in the balance and the current leadership i have no faith in i don't think the current leadership will step out to them will 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 make a connection will reel them back in i think it will be more of a hands-off policy I don't think he has any interest, either Obama or Kerry, in stepping out to them. I think they are in campaign mode. They are much more focused on Hillary being elected. That's important to them. That's in their agenda. Whether Turkey's along for the ride or not, as a, as a, as a partner with the U.S., is almost inconsequential. Hillary's important. Turkey. eh What do you want to do? And the hysterical part of it is we need Turkey as an ally. We need Turkey as part of the coalition to deal with the Middle East and to solve it from a long-term perspective. They need to be a strategic partner with us. And we need to settle him down, President Erdogan, and we need to reestablish that. Because right now it's not going the right direction and by doing a whole lot of nothing, you're going to roll the dice. And that usually ends poorly. It's why Putin overreaches, and you do nothing about it. Well, Putin's got his hand in this cookie jar too. So what are you going to do? Stay silent one more time? Usually doesn't end well. And the weaker we get on on the... international front the worse it gets for us and make bank on this turkey is the land mass between the middle east and europe important position if you're going to stem the flow of isis up through and into the european countries but that's for a different day same topic we're going to shift gears a little bit let's talk about minorities one of the things again talk versus action right decades of talk decades of campaigning decades of democratic leadership in inner cities baltimore detroit chicago kansas city i mean we're talking an endless stream of cities that have horrific inner cities, that have not moved the needle at all, although they've been pandered to by the Democrats, they have spent trillions on, quote-unquote, attacking this, and they've spent decades, we're talking generations, and they can't get it done. And while you don't move the needle, while everybody else's lives improve, What happens? The inner city minorities get left behind. That's why poverty is entrenched. That's why education is horrific. That's why jobs are not in existence. And it's why businesses won't go there. Yet the left keeps talking a good game because they want those votes. Donald Trump said it. I've said it. And it's a statement of fact. Even the National Urban League has said it indirectly. Their Main Street Marshall Plan clearly states, we've spent trillions over decades and haven't moved the needle. Now, forget who the leadership was or wasn't. That's not pointed out directly. But they know that what's, what's always been done hasn't been effective. Talk versus action. Agenda Versus, I'll call it resolution, right? So here's my point behind talk versus action. In this year of election 2016, we have binary choice. We have two options on the table. You have a Hillary Clinton who is the status quo, who is the been there, done that candidate. If you believe that what's always been done by the establishments, and that's plural – has been effective if the establishments have gotten it done if you believe that the current trajectory of america is on the right path the economy is growing leaps and bounds 1.2 percent if jobs are dime a dozen as opposed to you're stuck in the job you have to have not the job you actually want if you believe your costs are in line and your bank account keeps getting bigger if you believe you're a middle-income family, and you're better off now than you were eight years ago or 16 years ago, although the middle-income wages have dropped by 3000 or $4,000, if you're in that lower tier, in that minimum wage job, and you can't get a better job because jobs don't exist, if your job has left the country due to lack of tax reform, I can go on and on and on. Do you feel secure when we have terrorist activity almost every day or week? Do you feel good that we haven't reformed immigration in 20 years? Do you feel good we haven't really reformed the tax code in 30 years? Do you feel good about the status of education in America? Do you think your kids' no-child-left-behind policy shoves cattle through the gate, or does it actually get kids to have a better education and a brighter future? I keep going. If you believe in the status quo, vote Hillary Clinton. Because that is exactly what she is. But if you believe that the foreign policy of this country has destabilized the entire planet, China is out of control right now. Putin is stronger than he's been in 20 years, or that Russia has been in 20 years. The Middle East, in a general sense, is pretty much on fire and in chaos. Europe has a boatload of issues, both with terrorism and its own economy. We can keep going on. Foreign policy in disarray. Let's go domestic. We have a lot of things, and I've said this over and over and over again. We need to reset America. We don't need a revolution, but we have policies that are outdated. We have things that have not been addressed for decades, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We need entitlement reform. I didn't say want, I said need. We need immigration reform. I didn't say want, I said need. We need tax reform. I didn't say want, I said need. We need to reset and reform a lot of the things that are critical to our own success here. And you and I both know that dirty little secret. When you're dealing with the top 1% or 2% of the elite, when you're dealing with the establishment, the power brokers, their job is to get elected. That's what their job is. Our perspective on their job is that they actually work for us. They need to get things done to make our world better, right? Here's the problem. There are a lot of entrenched people in Washington, both sides of the aisle that are there for the wrong reason. They're there because they get paid by lobbyists. They're there for special interests. They're there because it's what they do for a career. This needs to be the year of change. This needs to be where action speaks louder than talk. When you vote in November, it's critical you think about the need for change. Donald Trump, and I've told you over and over and again, I'm not his biggest fan there are things that he and i would disagree on he's a very awkward guy i will say this he's had a phenomenal week if you just had this last week as a snapshot of donald trump you're going to vote for him in november if he can keep this run going if he stays presidential if he stays on issue if he can message those issues if he still stays stays as sincere as he is about messaging these issues and about the issues, he's going to win. He is the next president of the United States. What does that do for us? He has a strong military policy. He has a strong national security belief. He wants to protect us. He believes in being a leader. And love or hate him, you have to understand something about him. He is a decisive person. He's not going to sit there and pander as opposed to simply get things done. I don't think he really cares about it because think about it from this angle. When you're in business, what's your job? To find a way to get it done. That's how you build empires. You find a way to get it done. That's what the job is. I didn't say you do whatever you want. I said find a way to get it done. You've got to go have those tough conversations. You've got to be able to be a leader who's willing to hire and fire how many times the apprentice you see him fire people i don't think he does that out of joy but only the best survive right only the best move up that's kind of the apprentice the premise of it doesn't mean you're horrible it means you weren't as good as the other person that's what america actually is we're a capitalist society we don't get participation trophies that's a horrible idea. Oh, it's so nice for the little kids to all get a little something. That's not how politics works. It not. It's not how democracy works. It's not how capitalism works. It's not how foreign policy works. Nations on this planet don't get participation trophies. They get graded on how their actions influence their own and other nations. Period. Our leaders are judged and juried on how they lead us, how they get things done, and how they interact with other countries, period. There's no version where President Obama is going to look at us and say, oh, I tried, couldn't care. What have you done for me lately? That's true for every president in the history of presidents. It's true for every administration. When was the last time he got something done? It's called Obamacare in 2010. For six years, we've got nothing. When you're a polarizing, divisive individual, that's what you get. At no point has he reached across the aisle. At no point has he built unity. I want you to understand something. Think about what Trump is talking right now. He's reaching out to African Americans. He's reaching out to Hispanics. He has reached out to that centerpiece those conservative democrats he's not a progressive but he has some progressive edge to him he wants to fix what is and he needs the whole team behind him and around him to get focused on the rub of the rub which is that getting it done there's no version where he gets elected becomes a divider on the republican side bashes the democrats and thinks he's going to get anything passed, he will need to build coalitions. But here's the good news. Talk versus action, right? The man who wrote The Art of the Deal has always got things done in business. You think he did that because he has best friends? You think he did that because you know, he just couldn't talk to people? Because he stood his ground and smacked the crap out of politicians? You know, he needed to convince, or bureaucrats need to convince, part of what his job's been all of his entire life is how do I cut through this crap and get this project done? Translate project, bill. He needs to use the bully pulpit a lot the way he is using it right now, to sell the agenda piece of it. Let Congress write the laws, bring people together. and move this country forward to make America great again. That's why he keeps coming back to that by putting America first and kind of resetting the dial to make sure we're taken care of as opposed to we take care of other nations and put ourselves at risk because that's Hillary's philosophy. Think about it on this last little piece of the puzzle. He works every single day for you and me. He goes out every single day and talks to a rally, does a town hall. Works every single day. He takes maybe one day off a week at best. She does as little as humanly possible. And if you don't think that speaks loud, think about this. Talk versus action. She speaks a little bit and does nothing. She's not even willing to work hard for the vote. He's out there working hard, working smart, working effective, and he has an agenda and a message that's resonating, and he is in fact the voice of change in 2016 and this election year. Remember that. It's critical to your and my future. God bless. Have a great day. FixNation.com. Please share the words.